Welcome to Word of Truth Radio with Reverend Ezuka Obi. Here is your host, Pastor Obi. Today we are talking about erasing God. You know, we've grown up to a lot of misconceptions about God. Probably what we've heard from our parents or those that influence us or from other people or the popular opinion about who God is and um, his character and all that. But today, I trust God that we're going to form a different or have a different impression of who God is. And I trust God's going to lead us throughout this series with insights from his word of who he is in essence. So I really, really, really want you to join us throughout this series and always go back to the podcast if you miss any of the episodes or you want to listen again. We're going to leave this series on YouTube. You can catch up with the series on YouTube. You can also catch up with the series on Facebook. And um, I really want you to please join us for this interesting ride. Hallelujah. But, but who is God? Who truly is God? You know, the heaviest obligation lying upon the Christian church today is to purify and elevate her concept of God until it is once more worthy of him and him of us. You know, one of the ways to discover who God truly is is to meditate on his word for ourselves. We need to meditate on God's word for ourselves. We should not depend on other people's opinion of who God is. God wants to reveal himself to us. God wants to reveal himself to us. And the only way he can do that is when we take the word and study it for ourselves. Secondly, we also need to develop fellowship, a time for fellowship with God, a time we will sit down in the word and learn. And learn. Then sit down and worship and interact with God. This is exactly what God wants from us. There's a priest, a very popular priest, priest, and also he wrote a lot of hymns that is being sung today in most of our churches. His name is Frederick Faber. He wrote something which is so, so, so profound. He said, only to sit and think of God. Oh, what a joy it is to think the thought, to breathe <laughs> the name. Earth has no higher bliss. And I think that is so, so profound. Just to sit down and ponder on who God is, to sit down and look at nature, look at everything around us, even look at ourselves and ponder on who this being is that could create such a thing. So, so, so interesting. So many has made God to be so complicated, you know, and made him so infathomable, made him so complex. But that is not true. The Most High God is really simple. Though he's very simple and, un, and not complex himself, but he, he has engineered a lot of complex creations. You know, think about it. The human body, the human brain is so intricate. Do you know the human brain has 100 billion neurons? 
they transmit information at the speed of 250 miles per hour. Think about it. Think about it. Even when you're sleeping, your brain is working. Your brain is said to be the smallest, super, 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 hyper, hyper computer. And yet, we don't even utilize a fraction of it. You know, the best doctors, the best neurologists, the best scientists have not yet figured out over 90% of the brain function and capability. I actually think they've not figured more than 90% of the brain. And that's the truth. That's what I believe. Now, look at your human body. Do you know the blood vessels in your body, when they are stretched out, they are four times the circumference of the entire earth. They say to be about a hundred thousand miles long. Think about it. A simple being engineered such a complex creature. So think about it. So as you're seated in your sitting room, on your bedroom or wherever you are sitting watching this, you actually <laughs> four times the circumference of the earth in blood vessels. Wow. This is a wow moment. Just pause and think about it for a sec. And yet, one being thought all that up in a twinkle of an eye. God has no origin. God has no beginning. Neither does he have an end. You know, origin is a word that can be applied only to things that have been created. And now when you think of anything that has origin, we are not thinking of God. Because God is self-existent. <laughs> While all created things, you know, necessarily originated somewhere, probably from God at some time, but God didn't. Aside from God, nothing is self-caused. God doesn't live. God exists. <laughs> he has been and he will always will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, 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 this is just awesome. So what is God like? You might ask, you know, man has tried in their efforts to explain the ineffable, has, you know, hit a roadblock or let me put it this way, uh, um, has put so much effort, strain on our mind, you know, and our language, especially the Holy Scriptures trying to explain the unexplainable, trying to explain the mighty and the great, you know, one that is God. You know, we can only describe him and imagine God based on what we already know. And that's the truth. We try to describe things based on what we know. So we start from the known to the unknown, you know. So when the Holy Spirit tries to acquaint us with something that is beyond our scope and dimension, he draws inference from what we already know. But he is very careful to save us from slavish literalism. And that is so true. Now, a good example is Ezekiel. Well, I love Ezekiel. If anyway, you read chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, he had an encounter with God. You know, he found himself looking at what he could not describe. He had no language to describe what he was looking at. My God. <laughs> you know. What he was seeing was totally different from what he has ever known or seen. And yet, he needed to describe it. He needed to pen it down, you know. But he needed to do it based on what man, 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 man is conversant with. I think, 
I think I should read a little bit of how Ezekiel tried to describe God when he saw God. Now, Ezekiel chapter 1, chapter 1, I'll just read a couple of stuff, but I want you to go back and read the entire chapter 1, read the entire chapter 2, and you will have an epiphany, trust me. Now, I'll just read, scatter from a lot of verses. Now, in verse 4, say, I looked and I saw a windstorm coming out from the north, an immense cloud with flashing lightning surrounded by bright light. He now said, the center of the fire looked like glowing metal. (laughs) You know, he said, in the fire, what looked like four winged creatures. God travels in the midst of four creatures. Revelation called them the living creatures. These four living creatures are the cherubim. They are the cherubims. They are the ones that carry God. The throne of God is made up of four of them, the four cherubims. The throne of God. That is how God travels. So this living creature, he tried to ex- describe them. He said, in appearance, their form was human. But each of them had four faces and four wings. He went on to describe the four living creatures, but that is not our focus today. Now, my focus is his description of God. Now, when you go further down a little bit, after he has described the living creatures and how they moved with their wheels and how they are controlled, their eyes and everything, their wings and all that, he now said in verse 25, that there came a voice from above the vault, above their heads, as they stood with lowered wings. Verse 26, above the vault, over their head, was what looked like a throne of lapis lazuli. And high above on the throne was a figure like that of a man. He's trying to describe God. Verse 27, I saw that from what appeared to be his waist up, he looked like glowing metal, as if full of fire. The Bible says the Lord God is a consuming fire. The Bible says that he dwells in inapproachable light. (laughs) And that from there down, he looked like fire. And brilliant light surrounded him, inapproachable light. <laughs> like the appearance of a rainbow. When you also look at or read rather John's description of God too in Revelation, I think chapter 4, you will see some of these you know, attributes that Ezekiel words, Ezekiel tried to use here. Um, John also tried to use those words to describe God. <laughs> He now said, brilliant light surrounded like appearance of a rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day, so was the radiance round about him. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of God. (laughs) He said, when I saw it, I fell face down and I heard the voice of one 
speaking. See, he tried to describe God the best way he could. He tried to describe God using the known. But it's so difficult to do that. It's so difficult. So difficult. That is how great God is. That is how awesome God is. You know? So when you try to do that, it becomes a struggle to use creation to describe the creator. How do you describe Daimler-Benz AG, the company that produces Mercedes? How do you describe that company using one of their products, the S-Class? You say, okay, this company is so slick. Would you say it's so slick that the S-Class? How would you do that? How do you describe the Mercedes manufacturing company using the car? It's difficult. You can't describe the creator using his creation. It's so hard. Because in all honesty... Uh, the company is an intangible, if you know what I mean. It's an intangible. You can't hold a company. You can hold your assets. You can see the fiscal building. You can see the employees. But the company itself is an intangible. So is God. God is a spirit. No one has seen him, probably except the members of the Trinity. You know, the angels around him cover their eyes when they are with him. The Bible records that the seraphims, the cherubims cover their eyes with two wings. So they themselves have not seen God. Ezekiel tried his best to describe him using words, but he still struggled. Nicholas Cosser said something that is so profound. He said that the intellect knoweth that it is ignorant of thee. And that is so, so, so true. You can't... Uh, conceive God with your mind. No, 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 you can't. He now said, because he knoweth that thou canst not be known, that is the intellect, unless the unknowable could be known and the invisible beheld and the inaccessible approached or attained till then, the intellect can conceive who God is. Now, do you know what his son Jesus Christ said to us? Jesus said, neither known any man, the father saved the son. And that is so true, you know. And he now said, but whosoever the son will reveal the father to, those are the ones that will know the father. So the only way out, the only way to get to knowing God is to acquaint yourself with the son. And the son has told us that he's the word. And when we acquaint ourselves with the word, the word, Jesus, will reveal the Father to us through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will not communicate to us, will not give to us, will not tell us nothing outside the word, outside what he, Jesus, has already told us. Pastor Obi will love to hear from you. Search for Pastor C. Obi on Facebook. Instagram and Twitter. I'm really glad you joined me for this episode. Make sure you tune in next week. Same time, same station. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you. Have a blessed week. You are in for a miracle. See you.